Hello and welcome to The Pulse. Payday is here, or fast approaching, but maybe not if you work for Asia Television Limited, which says that, once again, it doesn't have enough money to meet its wage bill. Executive Council convener Lam Wung Kwong says that in his 40 years' experience of public office, he's never seen anything so ridiculous. We'll have that story in part two. But first, garbage. In this year's policy address, the chief executive introduced a $1 billion recycling fund to promote the recovery and recycling of waste. But campaigners say that efforts so far have been pretty half-hearted. The government estimates that by 2017 we'll be generating around 10,000 tonnes of waste every day. Hong Kong's three existing landfills will be full by 2019. In the past two months, legislators have approved funding for two controversial strategies to deal with it, extending the capacity of those three landfills and building an incinerator at Shekul Chow. But are there other alternatives? Last Sunday, Ip Chu Ping from Evergreen Association went to the farm fest where she discovered so-called waste that was still edible or usable. This small team continues to collect food from the vendors in Hong Kong wet market. The Food Share Foundation, a private organization, gave $400,000 to Evergreen Association to run the Food Share We Care scheme. The idea of the project is to save food in the wet market that might otherwise end up in refuse bins and sent to landfills. Much of it is still edible and could be given to the poor. Hong 
平均每兩個垃圾桶之間嘅距離應該六十米，咁呢度肯定就係十米都唔使就有一個。咁我先諗緊點解要咁密呢？係咪係咪啲人特別多垃圾呢 l o n g t e r m environmental activist Chu Hongkang says that Hong Kong has more rubbish containers than any other major city in the region, and he's curious about how they're used. He and a fellow activist set up a camera to monitor a rubbish bin in the Meifu Sun Chun housing estate. 咁我哋想做少即係實驗嘅計劃啦。如果將垃圾桶作為一種主體，佢一日嘅朝九晚五，佢嘅翻工情況會係點樣咧？啲人點樣使用咧？垃圾桶裏面咧有誒可回收物，可能有三成到五成。不過呢度一個咁細嘅公園咧，其實回收設施咧淨係得一套嘅啫。咁你會睇得到就係嗰個垃圾桶同回收桶之間嘅配置咧，其實不成比例嘅。咁如果你今日講緊就係話希望鼓勵回收嘅時候咧，咁你最少睇到政府部門咧喺協調部分點樣去減廢部分咧係做得唔足，而垃圾桶咁多咧，我哋都睇緊一個咧就可能鼓勵啲人就係話，我買完啲嘢，我見到垃圾桶好大有話，我就隨手就抌，少咗就係話有時啲嘢我哋係咪真係需要啊 ？It all gets more confusing because the disposal of waste from different sources is handled by different government departments. Waste in recreational areas is dealt with by the Leisure and Cultural Services Department. Waste elsewhere is handled by the Food and Environmental Hygiene Department. The government has been criticised for neither encouraging the public to reduce waste nor having an inclusive waste management policy. In 2013, the Environmental Bureau announced its blueprint for sustainable use of resources, 2013-2022. Its target is to reduce the rate of municipal solid waste disposal, which was 1.27 kilos per person per day in 2011, by 20% in 2017 and by 40% in 2022. That would make the per capita rate in 2022 just 0.8 kilos per day. Hong Kong should learn how Taipei can do such a good waste reduction, and they have four major elements. First, you need to have the money, so they have a producer responsibility scheme to collect the fund to set up the recycling fund, and they got the people, so they mobilize the people to participate in the program. So in that case, they create some kind of incentive for them to do the separation at home. And finally, we need to have the recycle. If we can build, as I said, the four elements that have been uh, experienced really success in Taiwan, definitely, I think we can achieve 40% easily. In his policy address, the chief executive also announced that the government is examining the idea of introducing quantity-based charges for municipal solid waste. Legco's panel on environmental affairs will discuss that next month. Well, with us in the studio is the deputy director of environmental protection, Howard Chan. Can I ask you first about the government's seemingly rather ambitious targets for waste reduction in the next ten years? Are, are these really achievable? So far, we have fo largely followed the timeline set out in the uh, blueprint. 
uh, in terms of the implementation of the various waste reduction initiatives. Uh, for example, the launch of the uh, Foodwise Hong Kong campaign, uh, promoting the reduction of food waste, uh, the introduction or the uh, extension of the levy scheme on plastic shopping bags. Uh, the introduction of the producer responsibility schemes on uh, waste, uh, electrical and electronic appliances. Over the next two years, uh, we need to uh, deepen the implementation of these measures as well as the introduction of additional key measures, uh, notably uh, the introduction of the um, quantity-based um, waste charging. Now, you're going to get a lot of resistance to that, aren't you? Quantity-based waste charging should be applied to all sectors across the board. Uh, it's just goal. that the people who've got more waste to dispose are the ones who are going to really resist this, isn't it? Well, uh, then it needs a, a, a good implementation strategy. Now, the SDC recommends uh, that uh, because of the different collection method, uh, collection mode um, of a different sector, there should be a different strategy. People in Hong Kong simply aren't used to paying for disposing of waste. So you can, I'm quite sure you know this, accept extraordinary resistance. In all the surveys that we've done and in our discussion with legislative councillors, the support on a quantity-based uh, waste charging uh, is supported uh, by majority of the respondents. Um, the details, um, I think the devil's in the details, is the how it is actually implemented. And that's why uh, we need to uh, map out carefully the implementation details. There's something that's workable, that is fair, and is enforceable. Now, there's also going to be a $1 billion recycling fund. What exactly is that for? The primary objective of the fund um, is to uh, facilitate the upgrading and expansion of the uh, operations of the recycling industry. Now, uh, the fund will be divided into two parts. The first part uh, is open for applications for funding uh, from uh, individual uh, recycling enterprises. The second part of the fund is the applications by uh, non-profit organizations, uh, professional bodies or uh, industrial support organizations in proposing uh, non-profit uh, projects that would benefit the industry as a whole. And we are awaiting uh, funding approval by the Finance Committee. Now, subject to funding approval, we aim to commence the scheme uh, within this year. Thank you very much indeed. And we'll be back after the break. Welcome back. Another month, another payday, but not perhaps if you work for Asia Television Limited. As of Tuesday this week, the Labour Department had issued a total of 76 summonses against ATV and its executive director, Ip Karpo, over delayed salary payments. It's also facing a fine of $200,000 for failing to pay broadcast licence fees of about $10 million. <laughs> Right now, they are prosecuting the executive director who is an employee himself and he hasn't been paid himself. I'm just wondering 
what is the point of the Labour Department prosecuting a person that even if the Labour Department wins the case, that person cannot pay the salary because that person is also an employee who himself has also not been paid. And on the 2nd of February, a Labour Tribunal hearing will consider claims from 88 staff members at ATV who have not received their wages. ATV has been trying to settle its payment problems out of court. The Labour Department says it's waiting for advice from the Department of Justice and will not tolerate employers who do not abide by the law. The employment ordinance stipulates that an employer must pay wages no later than seven days after the end of a salary period. If not, its directors could be fined up to $350,000 and jailed for three years. ATV's license will expire in November. The government has yet to decide what will happen then. In the next coming few months, there must be a new fresh round of capital injection either by the uh, incoming shareholder extending shareholders loan to the company or by issuing new share capital. Well, with us in the studio are legislator Sin Chung Gai and Yondan Latu, who is the editor-in-chief for News and Public Affairs Division of ATV. Yondan Latu, can I come to you first? And I'm, I'm slightly embarrassed to ask you this, <laughs> but what is the state of morale at ATV? Well, you can just imagine, uh, you know, your supposed to be reporting the news but you're making the news day after day and it's embarrassing and it's demoralizing no doubt about it are there any chances as far as the staff are concerned of of an end in sight to this well uh let's see we haven't been paid uh december salary and we're in january now we haven't been paid uh, january salary we're about to end january so we're about to start a third month of work february without any money so we actually have no clue what's going on well, I wonder, um, Sintrungai, whether f from where you're sitting in Lejko with the active interest in this sector, you, you can see an end to this game. I think the end game is, you know, the government has to do something. They either uh, push to prosecute uh, the shareholders and ATV as soon as they can. Uh, I understand there are hearings, uh, you know, uh, uh, in, the, in the days to come. And, uh, uh, and the second question is the renewal of the license. Uh, the government should have already informed uh, uh, the, the decisions uh, last November, but they have been uh, delaying the issues. And I think, you know, the earlier the government made the decision, the better for everybody, including the shareholders, including the uh, employees. And from the, the employees' point of view, I mean, do, do you think that there is any kind of feasible plan in place in ATV for, for continual service? Well, I don't know how this is going to work out as such, but uh, the company hasn't been able to pay basic salaries. As far as the staff are concerned, now we have a lot of people who uh, I get the impression that uh, they have no options. They've been there for so many years, and uh, maybe they don't feel confident about getting jobs outside. So a lot of people are staying behind because they just have no options, and they've, been, they've spent so long in the company. At the same time, there are a lot of people especially in my section, I'm talking for the English news, who would have left a long time ago, but uh, 
it's not that they don't have any options. They do, but they're showing uh, loyalty and integrity and uh, solidarity at a time like this. So considering all that, I don't know what the future holds. I don't know. And I suppose this, this uncertainty over the future is also an uncertainty over the whole licensing system. I mean, is it tenable to, to continue with the licensing system as it is? We have apparently two new channels coming on to free-to-air TV, but we haven't seen them. We have one channel that was supposed to come on to air, but wasn't given a license, but in fact is already broadcasting on the Internet. But I think the issue is the free TV, uh, which have uh, you know, been using the, uh, uh, the frequency available to the public. Uh, that is uh, very uh, important. I think you know, what the government should do is to make decisions not to renew uh, the, the incumbent TV. Uh, they should have done so uh, last November. But, you know, with the new management, with the new, uh, you know, company coming in, I think there are definitely there are interesting people, interested people who would like to acquire the license. <coughs> and, uh, I mean, uh, uh, not only to broadcast uh, 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 new contents, but bring in new innovations. But I think... Now, uh, you're, you're talking about people who would like to take over ATV or, or, or set up another channel. I think the... Well... Uh, I think the government should do is to open the, the license uh, to, be, uh, uh, to be selected uh, again by, uh, by new people, not only to be acquired by the, by the, by, through the uh, uh, private uh, uh, channels. So you think the license should be stripped then? Is that what you're uh, saying? Yes, I think so. I think that the, 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 the incumbent license should be rejected and so that, you know, uh, the frequent the, the frequency the 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 license should be made available and to be uh, you know opened uh, bidded uh, by by the potential. Uh, and what uh, about the two other licenses that haven't been exercised? What about the hundreds who are going to be jobless as well? I think the newcomers will uh, definitely uh, need to uh, employ new people and they will generate uh, employment and they definitely they would bring a, a substantial genuine concrete investment rather than you know prolonging the uh, dying uh, company. I mean, putting them out of the misery. Well, put them out of the misery, but I mean, the, the, the most likely option, it seems, for ATV is that it would have a mainland buyer. I mean, how would people working in the station react to that? Well, I don't see much of a difference in the sense that um, we are already controlled by uh, mainland people, right? Even if it's from behind the scenes. Um, that doesn't matter, but uh, I, think, uh, I think the danger there is the reputation of ATV uh, as a pro-China station as such, which I really have to, uh, you know, I really have to speak against that because that's not true. We keep getting tarred with this red brush, you know, red brush as such that we are pro-China, mm. we uh, censor pro-democracy stories, stuff like that. It's absolutely untrue. I mean, I'm talking for the English news, right? You watch our news programs. In fact, I've been accused of being too pro-democracy, <laughs> which is so ironic when you have people outside saying mainland people take over and it's all going to be, uh, you know, pro Well, they do say CCATV, this sort well, of Well, they say CCTVB too. Yeah, they so, do, indeed. Yeah. But, I mean, for the future of the licensing system, do you think there is space for two channels, four channels, five channels? What, 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 what's I think the, the, well, the limited factor is the, fre the, the, the frequencies available for uh, broadcasting, I think that should be uh, done through open auctions. Uh, the bidders can, you know, uh, the winning bidders can uh, uh, take over the new... No, but I'm just trying to understand what you think is, is, is the feasible number of free-to-air stations we can yeah, have yeah. in Hong Kong. For internet broadcasting, you know, there shouldn't be any limit. 
so long as you know um, anybody who want to who want to uh, 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 go into the business they can I think uh, but know, for those who are broadcasting for, yeah, for, for, yeah because they need to have the 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 the, the, the frequency made available by communication authority otherwise you know you don't have the the channel to be broadcasted to the general public that does, that is why you know uh, in the last exercise you know uh, Ricky Wong you know and their television was rejected because you know uh, uh, you don't uh, think that was for political reasons that was definitely a polit political reasons you know a uh, uh, CY Leung rejected uh, 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 Ricky Wong's uh, beatings uh, you know even though uh, Ricky Wong's uh, was uh, 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 being uh, remarked as the highest mark. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. Well, let's hope our viewers will be able to continue to watch our show on ATV. But if you've missed part of the show, there are still other outlets, such as the RTHK's website or our Facebook page, RTHK's The Pulse. We'll leave you with some images from the historic elections in Greece and hopefully see you at the same time next week. Goodbye. <laughs>